Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Shad Dynasty League, one of many leagues that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, joined as always by my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Devin Rambo. Devin, say hi. Hello, everyone. Thanks, Devin. You know, Devin, we got a review. You got another review on the iTunes, and, and you can recall, you can go to iTunes anytime you feel like it, not just when you're listening to this podcast, late at night. Shoot us a review. In fact, write a review with five stars, of course, because this is a five-star production. Um, and we got a review recently. There's only been a few of the written ones. Of course, we have many. We have we have a, a, a large handful of, of just star reviews. So this review is titled... Um, Devin not talking is good. It's a five-star review that says, I like when Devin doesn't talk. And it was left by user, I like when Devin doesn't talk. (laughs) Devin, I got to give you a chance to defend yourself. Do you have anything to say to that guy? Hello. Okay. All right. Well, you know, fair enough. So I don't want to bury the lead here. We had a crazy, we had another crazy week, some crazy ass matchups, some insane trades and waiver moves. But as I shared with some of you in the group message, we have been able to secure our very first guest on Scoop FM. And I mean, we've had people call in, we've had people do little bits, but I mean, this is our first big time NFL superstar guest. I, I can't, I really can't believe it even happened. Um, it's an insane story, you know? Um, so God, I, I I don't even know what to say. I just want to get into this interview. I'm so excited. So you you know, this guy, he's one of the largest names in the NFL. He actually reached out to me. Apparently he's a fan of the pod and he really wanted to get on and share some of his thoughts. I don't know specifically, uh, what he has in mind and what he'd like to talk about, but let's get into it. I've got him on the line right now. I won't even spoil the surprise. Surprise celebrity guest interviewer, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people? Hey, Dean Blandino from Fox Sports. Oh my God, Dean. I can't believe it. Dean Blandino, Fox Sports rules analyst. Yes, you may know him. Whenever there's a questionable call on the field, whenever the guys aren't quite sure what happened or what the right move is, there's only one man they turn to, and that's Dean Blandino, the guy with all the answers, all knowing. He knows the rule book in and out. Welcome to Scoop FM, sir. Thank you so much for being here with us today and being our first guest on the podcast. Um, as, as, I, as I mentioned, you're a fan of the program. You've listened to Scoop FM all the time, but what specifically prompted you to want to call in and speak with us today? Just a pep talk for one of my favorite dynasty fantasy football league teams, the Bortled Baby. Okay, hold on, Dean. You got to be kidding me. You're a fan of a Bortled Baby? Now, let's be very clear, Dean. This is a very common mistake. Even even amongst the biggest supporters and followers of the baby, the team is a Bortled Baby. There is a Bortled Baby, and there is the Bortled One. Okay, they're two separate entities. The team is devoted to a Bortled baby, not the Bortled one. That's okay, though. People make that mistake all the time. Uh, I, I, this is this is a shock. I mean, I knew you were a fan of the podcast and the league in general. I didn't know you were a fan of the baby. Yeah, I follow a lot of fantasy football leagues. I, uh, I do a lot of draft selections. I know fantasy football, and, uh, and I have not seen a team as legit as the Bortled baby. Well, D- Dean, you know, 
it's always nice to talk to a fan. Always great to hear from a fellow follower of the Bortled Baby. Well, a Bortled Baby, sorry. Now you got me screwing it up. Uh, but don't sell yourself short, buddy. Yes, you know fantasy, but you know the game of football. So of all people, for you to look at that roster, to look at the members of a Bortle Baby and say that team is maybe one of the best you've seen, I mean, that is a huge compliment. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any thoughts about how things are going so far for the team and, and what you're expecting in the weeks to come? We started off 2-1. and one. We got a big matchup coming up with Big Bob Balone. Well, you know what, Bob? I got one thing to say to you. Pray with the baby. That's all I can say to you. Dean! Dean! <laughs> Dean! You're goddamn lucky we're doing this interview <laughs> virtually. Because if not, I would be all over you right now. I would pounce on you, sir. Good lord. Oh my God, you're speaking my language. Now, I'm sure you haven't heard because we'll announce it on this pod. The Bortle uh, Baby has actually uh, proceeded to three and one. So we got another another check mark in the W column this past weekend. I'm sure you'll be excited to hear about. And yes, we are very excited for our matchup with Bob Ballone and hope that he sees the error of his ways and decides to become a member of the faith and pray with the baby. But regardless, I don't want... Th- this has been great. This has been fantastic. I'm so happy we were able to do this. But secretly, I'm going to pull the curtain back here. You don't just know football, okay? You've got a lot of takes on some other topics that you wanted to talk about. So one thing is you love MMA, which I didn't know. And you know that in this league, we have a lot of guys that are into MMA. So you you would ask me, you'd, you'd agree to do the interview as long as you could get out some of your hot MMA takes. So Dean, let us know what are your thoughts in and around the octagon. Oh yeah, Cormier is better. Um, better better than who, Dean? Oh yeah, Cormier is better. Are you are you talking about Wilder? They just fought a while ago. Is that, is are you, are you talking about Wilder? Oh yeah, Cormier is better. Okay, well, thanks for that. Did you have any other MMA thoughts? Because I know that you know you made that a a very large point in the email that you wanted to get your hot MMA takes out there. Oh yeah, Cormier is better. Okay, well, um, that's fine. Thanks for that. So, you know what? If, I know we've taken up more time of yours than we promised today, but if you could just just humor us. Can we do a lightning round real quick and just ask you a couple questions? Oh, yeah. All right, great. Fantastic. So, do you think that a Bortle baby could win the championship this year? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. And do you think that teams like Devin, Bob, Dave are overrated? Oh, yeah. Okay, do you think it was a mistake for Drew to take Judy instead of Herbert at nine? Oh, yeah. Okay. And did you like my draft? Did you like Gibson at 11, Higgins at 14, and Jalen Hurts at 18? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I knew you would. You're a man of taste. Speaking of taste, have you tasted those tasty new spicy nuggets from McDonald's? Oh, yeah. And you think they're good? Oh, yeah. You like them better than, say, Wendy's? Oh, yeah. Burger King? Oh, yeah. Nah, I can't think of any others. Okay, um, so let, let, let's get back to the important topics. 9-11, you mind sharing your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're not sold that we've been told the entire truth. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. So you're telling me you're suspecting foul play? Oh, yeah. Hey, you. Okay, so, you, so you're admitting here you definitely think the government was somewhat involved? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Well, I think I'm out of questions. Devin, did you have anything you wanted to say to Dean, our, our esteemed guest, before he leaves? Hello. Hey. All right. Well, Dean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have the last word before we get you off the line here. Anything else you want to say to the Shadynasty League members and listeners of Scoop FM around the country? And listen, I know rules and the Bortle baby rules. After further review, that's my call. Good luck, Big Bob. You're going to need it. Wow. Thank you to Dean Blandino for being our first of, of what is hopefully many guests on the Scoop FM podcast. It's great to hear that we're not only making waves in the podcasting industry at large, in the fantasy sports community, but also in the actual NFL. I mean, we have real-life NFL broadcasters who are fans of this show and now contributing med- me- members. So, Devin, for the last fucking time, you need to get on this. I've told you privately, I want a sponsor. Okay, I can't be having a podcast with Dean Blandino from Fox Sports without a sponsor. I need a real sponsor now, okay? Everybody has a podcast. It's not enough to have a podcast anymore. Fucking Greg Olson has a podcast where he talks to other tight ends. Chris Collinsworth and Richard Sherman are co-hosting a podcast. If we're going to survive, we need sponsors. So by next week, give me a sponsor. I want one now. Okay, sorry for that unpleasantness, everybody. But I hope you enjoyed the interview. Let's let's get into some of these trades that went down. We got to get into trade talk because it was another week. I won't say it was another fire sale, but people were moving. So, you know, two of the biggest trades that shook the league, we'll start with those first, of course, are um, I traded my 2021 third round pick for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, I like that deal. He's probably a three-week rental max. I mean, I don't think he's going to be playing a lot this year, but with Cam on COVID, Lamar was questionable, Stafford on a bye, Jalen Hurts not starting for some reason. I needed a plug play. Um, I think at this point, Nate waits one more week, and if, if he's benched, he's just he's a worthless asset. So he got something out of him for a guy that doesn't have a lot of draft picks. I think that's decent value. Uh, so I think it works for everybody. Uh, I have enough earlier draft picks where I don't really care about a third rounder. Um, yeah, and I think I don't think Fitzpatrick will will get benched mid game. You're playing the Niners on the road. That seems like a terrible place to throw Tua into, even if they're getting killed. Uh, but I do think one bad performance here, which is probably likely, and he's done. Uh, Bob traded me Billy's 2021 third round pick in exchange for the Rams defense. I mean, I don't really need them because I'm rolling with the uh, the steel curtain all year. Um, but, you know, they were a nice pickup. And now against Kyle Allen, Allen's Washington football team, you know, they're probably going to score a bunch of points. And, you know, I basically am getting a third-round pick and maybe giving Bob a win against me this week, um, you know, if they score 20 points and go bananas. But, I don't know, it was kind of trending like a L for me anyways with just – my injury situations, my COVID situations, bye week. I mean, I'm playing Ryan Fitzpatrick for fuck's sake. I mean, I'm, I'm flexing Chase Edmonds. You know, it's not, and that game might not even happen. So who knows who I play if that doesn't happen. I mean, it's it just kind of fucked. So I don't think there were any other big trades we need to talk about. Kidding, I'm kidding. Let's get to the Big Mac Daddy. So Drew received Derrick Henry, Ronald Jones, Jarvis Landry, a 2021 second and a 2021 third. And in exchange, Nick is now receiving DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, 
and a 2021 first. Powerful stuff. Powerful, powerful stuff. Here's the thing. Let's throw out the picks. Throwing out the picks, I actually think this is closer to even than you guys might think. I think Landry does not have the ceiling of Thielen. He never has. I think he's only outscored him one one year um, compared to Thielen. Has outscored him every single year of his career. But he's a little younger. I think he's got a couple more years left. Um, you know, so I kind of put it at a bit of a wash. Now, getting two running backs, of course, I'm not a huge Derrick Henry guy long-term despite signing a contract. I know he's your guy. You know, you got to go get your guys, especially on your team. I get it. And Ronald Jones is probably going to turn into nothing sooner or later here. But we've been saying that for two, three years now, and he constantly just hangs on. He's like a little fucking bug on your windshield on the highway that you just can't flick off with the, doesn't quite reach it with the wiper blade. So he's just along for the ride. Um... And I mean, I love getting running backs in exchange for a receiver. I get it. I gave up Devontae Adams for fucking Fournette. But you can laugh at that all you want. You really can. You can't. I mean, you can't laugh that they basically have scored the same amount of points so far in 2020. But regardless, you can laugh at that. But go out with your high-flying wide receiver and try to get a running back for him and see who will trade you one for one, you know? Fucking take DJ Moore, take Chris Godwin, take these, so take CeeDee Lamb, take these so-called dynasty young studs, take Justin Jefferson, take whoever the fuck you want to the bank and say, how many running backs can I get for this? You're getting like 30 cents on the dollar. That's just how these trades work. So if you need running back help, and Drew does, you have to pay up for it, okay? Now, DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league, though. And the, the fact of the matter is, the 2021 third is basically dust. I mean, if you look at our third round from this past year, I, I mean, there wasn't, aside from a few early picks, and there's still guys that could get it done, um, aside from a few early picks, I mean, there's no contributors so far, right? I mean, there's there's maybe guys that are in line for more work later, but, I mean, we're talking barely any contributors. So we had Ayuk, who was in the third round, and obviously... You know, that's proving pretty well. Denzel Mims, we haven't seen. A.J. Dillon, we haven't seen. Brian Edwards, nothing. Hayden Hurst, Devin DuVernay, Van Jefferson, nothing, nothing, nothing. So outside of IU, Keyshawn Vaughn is getting a little bit of work after Fournette and Shady were injured. Um, you know, and 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 LaVisca Chenault, that's it. So we, that's pretty much dust. A second-round pick could be anything, but I have to remember, Nick is in first place in the bullshit division right now. I mean, that would be the 19th overall pick. Okay, so that's in the Jalen Rager, Chase Claypool, Jalen Hurts range, which is fine. But Drew's 2021 first? He's in last. That could be Justin Fields. That could be Trevor Lawrence. That could be the key that turns everything around. Look at Nick. I mean, Nick has done a lot of things right. But he didn't over-fucking-think it this year. He just said, Burrow is the 101. Don't get cute. Don't trade down. Don't try to get Don't try to get Justin Herbert. You know, get get uh, Justin Herbert and, and, uh, and a Cam Akers, whoever, what kind of running back you can get. Don't overthink it. Just build up a decent running back core, get young receivers, and get Burrow. Perfect. Chef's kiss. And to think this motherfucker could come into next year with Burrow and Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? depending on who's not on the Jets, that's fucking insane. I mean, we might be hitting a tremendous turnaround here. 
and I'm sorry, Drewby, but Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, not getting it done, Bubby. They're not getting it done for you. This That was the fucking key. I mean, oh gosh, that I would not have given up that first. No way. I'd say take your second and your third off it. Let's just do Hopkins and Thielens for Henry Jones and, and Jarvis. Right there, I think that's enough. Of course, everybody wants more picks, but you're talking maybe a generational quarterback. Don't give that up. You can't do it. You can't do it. Let's go on to the next one. So this one I think is a lot more balanced. So Bob receives Russell Wilson, Miles Gaskin, and he... Um, and uh, uh, okay, and then and then Nate gets Saquon, Baker, Haskins, and a 2023rd first round pick. So you could take the the two away, right? Haskins in the first. I mean, now they're basically worthless. Um, but so this is this is an interesting trade. So Saquon and Baker for Russell Wilson and Gaskin. So we had thought that Bob was doing a fire sale. He was unloading a lot of pieces. But as it turns out, he might have he might he might have had a little something else in mind. He might have had a uh, a Burnham and Churnham type deal, and you know he was expecting the flowers to bloom in the forest once again sooner than anyone could have ever imagined. I mean, some of his deals are already paying it off in spades. I mean, Kareem Hunt. I don't want to sound. I don't want to be hyperbolic here. He could outscore Dalvin Cook over these couple weeks while Chubb is out. Now, I'm not saying that will happen, and Bob didn't know that Chubb would be out, but I mean, this is huge. So now Russell Wilson, I mean, he is a major, major contender this year again for a team that we thought was potentially going to a rebuild. So that that's pretty big. I'm not a big Miles Gaskin fan. I mean, I don't want a Dolphins uh, runner anyways, but for Nate, this was a really, really nice move for Nate too. I mean, things are, things are trending downwards for Nate. So he can take fucking getting Saquon. I mean, who cares about Gurley anymore? got Saquon coming back next year. You have Baker, who is not proving to have the ceiling that everyone thought he did, but is is showing some reliable quarterback play. And now you got Tannehill. So you got a lot of running, you got a kind of a few quarterback sort of two types, but that's that's fine. You know, I mean, eventually you get a pick of this high-end guy or you make a trade for a high-end guy and you really make a move. But Nate's a, a you know, he's, he's a uh, trying to attack other parts of his roster now. So he's get Saquon. I mean, this is a perfect trade. This is a great rebuild versus win now trade. I think it might be one of the the strongest that we've seen so far in this league that's just completely even on both sides. So I love it for both of those guys. Um, okay, let's quickly get into the waiver wire action. Okay, sorry, computer... Computer problems. <laughs> okay, so let's get to this uh, to this uh, waiver action. So we had a big day for the waivers. I secured to Ernest Johnson for thirty eight dollars. It's basically the last of my fab. I mean, that hurts to give up, but at the same time, I mean, Hunt and Chubb were both top ten running backs to start the year, and you know, Chubb could be out three, four weeks, could be out six, seven weeks. Who knows? I mean, that could take you almost to the playoffs. So it could be a big bump. And then Kareem Hunt just gets a little ding, a little ding, and it's it's Dearness Johnson time. So $38, I thought it was worth it. The next highest bid was $24, which was Eric. And actually, this is why I was concerned. I had $28 set aside for Dearness Johnson, but that's exactly how much I got him in um, 
that other league that Eric and I are in, Rocky's stupid fucking league. I got him for $28. I thought, I said, shit, Eric might see that and know exactly what I want to bid. So I bumped it up by 10. I didn't need to, but regardless, it was a it was a popular attempted grab. Um, Bob also tried to get him for 21. Uh, Eric tried to get him for five, or sorry, Bill tried to get him for $5. And um, of course, it wouldn't be one of the most popular running back pickups without the week, without... Nick trying unsuccessfully to get him for $1. (laughs) Because no one was going to offer anything, Nick. No one in the fucking league had any idea that they could get him. I mean, I'm sorry. I got to go see this. Where is... How do I find out? How much fucking money do you still have that you keep giving these $1 offers? I'm going to fucking explode if you have over $150. Okay, $112. 112, but you're the third highest in the league. Oh my God, I only have $10. Nate only has 31. Bob only has 50. Wow. Some people are holding on to their money. I don't know what for. I don't know what Eric, Drew, and and Nick are waiting for, but almost $400 between the three of them left, and I I don't know what they're waiting for. Regardless, the next highest pick was obviously Justin Jackson. Day secured him for $31, beating Eric's 26, um, Bob's 21, Matt's 21, Drew's 20, Nate's 8. Of course, at the bottom of the offers, Nick's 4. My 4. There's a reason for that. Um, And then uh, that was it. But yeah, the the reason I didn't offer as much for Justin Jackson, I have Joshua Kelly, right? And I mean, before Eckler went down, Joshua Kelly was getting all the action. And of course, there's always the chance Justin Jackson is going to surpass him. I mean, I think he's entering his third year with the team, maybe second. Um, But he's gotten a lot of opportunities. He had opportunities while Melvin Gordon was out. He had opportunities at the beginning of this year. And the rookie Joshua Kelly secured them. So I figure, why get both ends of maybe a 50-50 workload, right, you know, both halves of it, I'd rather get to Ernest Johnson. So that's why he was higher on on my watch. Um, the Pats D was dropped by Matt. I think uh, when you know their game was in jeopardy or they were playing playing the Chiefs. I don't remember when he had to drop them, but that was a sneaky popular grab. He ended up getting them back for eleven dollars. I bid four dollars. Uh, Eric bid two dollars. Um, you know, but it just wasn't enough. Uh, the next guy that went was Nick, or sorry, Nate got Tim Patrick for $8, beating Eric seven. That's a tight one for Tim Patrick, but I get it. He's a, not a lot of pass catchers in Bronco, in Bronco land, even if the team is not that good right now. I got CJ Bethard for $2. No one else bid anything. I thought, uh, Garoppolo would miss another week. And like I said, uh, quarterback troubles, um, there anything else interesting. Nick got Darnell Mooney for a dollar, who didn't play great last night, but he's definitely surpassed Anthony Miller. I think that's obvious. So that's a nice rookie out of Tulane, I think. Um, uh, Bill got Alex Smith for zero dollars, given the Washington controversy. Of course, what fucking sucks is I dropped Kyle Allen to make room for my fucking Fitzpatrick trade. And then, of course, the next day, he gets unleashed to waivers. Of fucking course. So, big mistake by me. I was a week too early and then fucking too late. And Nate gets him the next day for $56. Holy shit. Beating out Bob's five, Nick's three, and my zero. Damn, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. I mean, he still has the cash after that. Well, he's got $31 left. 
you know, he could have got, he could have topped 50 off that offer and, and, and signed him, but whatever, you know, kind of sucks. I didn't hold him, but everything's about me. Anyways, let's get into these matchups real quick. We already gave you a gangbusters fucking show. I feel like I don't even need to do anything. This is the best show we've ever had. And I don't even need to cover the matchups. But anyways, let's talk. We got to we gotta get this part in for my guy, Dean. Yes, Dean, we have advanced to 3-1. and one. A Bortled Baby's dominance continues. We beat Bill 165.96. I just say it. 166 to 133. Could Bill have beaten me? No, he couldn't. He had no moves that could counteract my greatness this week, Joe Mixon. Welcome back. Who wants to fucking try to get him for Darius Slayton and a 2021 second round pick? You go fuck yourself. Anybody giving me that bullshit offer? Do you want a wide receiver three that has boom and bust weeks and a second round pick for Joe Mixon? Kick in the fucking face, bitch. This guy just got contracted for three more years with Joey Burrow the King. This is a bad team that's going to get a great offensive tackle with one of their early picks in maybe one of the deepest and best offensive line drafts that has ever happened, or maybe in the past five years. Regardless, they're going to get a fucking Quentin Nelson-level guard stud. That run game is going to go through the roof, baby. No, Mixon's price is a lot higher. Um... Other than that, you know, Zeke and Lockett not really performing in what seemed like plus matchups, so that kind of stinks. But Mark Andrews and Lamar, the, the connection is quite strong. And Antonio Gibson against a stout Baltimore line? He's catching passes and hiking them for 70 yards against that? I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What did Cam Akers do? I'm sorry, did you guys hear anything about DeAndre Swift? Did he drop another touchdown pass? Because Gibson just keeps catching them, baby. Oh, Gibson, that feels damn good. Um, and Matt Stafford filling in, obviously, for uh, just just righteously. I, I love the guy. And, you know, I left I left points on my board, too. T. Higgins with 90 yards. LaVisca with 90 yards. It's just, you, you fucking love to see it keep happening, baby. The hits keep coming. As for Billy Boy. Um, yeah, for Bill, you know, he kind of got it screwed. Ben and, and Connor were on by against what looks like a pretty porous Tennessee Titans defense. So potentially that could have been big for him. Um, I mean, Derek Carr had a good game. Matt Ryan did not. He looks fucking terrible. What do you do there? If they end up with a top three pick, what do you do? What do you do? Do you move on from Matt Ryan? I don't know. That's... That's pretty freaking tough. I mean, Dalvin, his first week with with Bill's team, scoring 26.6 points. That's a lot of yardage. Um, so pretty good. Uh, DJ Chark coming back real strong um, in an L to Cincinnati. But, yeah, so it's it's okay. It's all right. Whatever. Um, next matchup. This was Eric versus Nick, and Eric pulled it out for his first win. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah! No more undefeated teams in this league, my friend. You have done it. Um, for Eric, it was all about that Cowboys, um, you know, trial potential comeback game. Uh, Dak with 38, Amari with 22, CD with 20. I mean, right there, that's pretty fucking big. And Carson Wentz in an honorable matchup against basically San Francisco's um, B squad, basically their junior varsity team. He he scored 22, so. You know, that that's pretty good. I mean, trade for Carson Wentz, you know, you don't want to just give up a, a, a starter like when you, you know, when he lost Deshaun Watson. And, you know, Carson Wentz outscored Deshaun Watson. 
in that week so so we'll see how that goes um yeah and other than that i mean it's basically fucking bupkis on his roster but just those performances enough i mean come on you combine that up that's almost 70 points that's well over half of what nick's team entire entirely scored i mean calvin ridley went over what a fucking pitiful performance and DJ Moore, and I, I told him when he traded Carson Wentz, ironically, for DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin, I was like, I'm not as big on DJ Moore as everyone else is. And I get it. It's a new offense. But but regardless, um, yeah, I don't think there's that much more interesting there. Um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into more interesting things in the standings, of course. So now we go to our match of the week. Dave versus Matt, the battle for first place in the good team division. And what a battle it was, my friends. What a battle it was. Oh, it's a tough division. I mean, what a battle it was. These two fucking barely scored. They were the two lowest scores of the week, supposedly these tough-ass teams. Um, but Dave did advance 124.6 to 102.8. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to highlight. These guys didn't really go off or anything. I mean, I think Dave is looking pretty good. You know, of course, I'm going to wonder what's going to happen when Jacobs is inevitably injured um you know Goff has performances like this along with cup and 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 the rest of the uh, and the rest of the uh rams he's hoarding here i'm gonna wonder what's gonna happen uh, to camara when michael thomas comes back you know i i wonder what happens to mike davis when christian mccaffrey comes back it, it's all the same it's all the same you know, same grabs Justin Jackson for a bunch of money. Then Eckler comes back. I don't, I don't know, Dave. You just, you watch out there. Um, for Matt, yeah. Aside from Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Chris Carson, who we didn't even think was gonna play and did really well. This was just, oh man. And the guys he traded for: David Johnson, nine point two; AJ Green, zero point three; Julian Edelman, three point five. Now I'm not great at the math on the top of my head, but that's thirteen points. And let's see, out of the couple guys he traded for, now, of course, two of didn't score anything, and we, we can't expect him to. But, um, yeah, Kareem scored 19 alone. Almost doubled that number. So, not working out so well. Of course, Matt needed starters. I mean, he's flexing J.D. McKissick and Greg Ward. So, he needed, he got three starters out of that. So, it's not bad. And I think there will be better weeks for those guys. You know, I'm just being a salty bitch. I'm just rubbing it in. Could he have won this game? He was down uh, 22. And, yeah, he about had the firepower. Oh, no, he didn't. Sorry. That's just in Herbert. You can't start three quarterbacks. So, no, it was impossible. But that's okay. Um, no, I'm sorry. I mean, if he had played like a, no. No, sorry, I was looking at Daniel Jones. Yeah, it wasn't possible. Um, okay, on to Drew and Devin. <laughs> Drew won. Oh, you, you love to fucking see it, baby. I'm sorry, Drew. I told you you were last in the division. You're far from it. I mean, we'll get to that in the standings, but what a win here. 147 to 136. Drew pulls it off, baby. Teddy Bridgewater. Against an Arizona team that, I mean, come on. I, I always thought Kyler was a little overrated that first week. He's unstoppable. He's going to be an MVP. The NFC West is going to have three playoff. They might have four playoff teams. Go fuck yourself, NFC West. The AFC North continues to be the best division in football. The Seahawks have a fraud defense. Um, the Niners have a Super Bowl hangover. The Arizona are the hype kings. We're all a year too early on. And the Rams are perpetual frauds. Okay, um, but Teddy Bridgewater is getting a lot more comfortable in 
uh, Queen City down there, so that, that's good for him. Melvin Gordon against the Jets. I mean, come on. It was basically predicated off one large run, but still. Um, you know, the Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins connection. It's not. Kirk is, is little. Did he hit his projection exactly? He was projected 14.9. <laughs> exactly. I like to think Kirk Cousins is just a robot and they can perfectly predict exactly what he's going to do every week. Um, yeah, and I mean, fucking Rodrigo Blankenship with 14. It's a great pickup. I can't believe the Rams actually drafted a kicker when this guy was an undrafted free agent. I mean, that's freaking insane. Um you know, and, and Drew left points on the board. This could have been been an even bigger week for him over there, you know. Um, but regardless, on Devin's side, another great statement game from Aaron Rodgers, just having an incredible year. And Deshaun playing pretty well. Um, but other than that, you know, Alaire and Jonathan Taylor just scoring like, you know, middle-tier running backs. I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Marvin Jones, you can basically drop him at this point. But George Kittle's back. And, oh, Eckler getting hurt. You know, that that hurt things pretty severely. Could Devin have won this game? It's what everybody wants to know. I mean, he was only about 12 points away. And uh, let's see. Could he have? 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 Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world if he played uh, Gabe Davis over Marvin Jones. I don't know that you would have done that. And TJ Hawkinson over... Austin Eckler in your flex. Yeah, I don't know if you make those moves, but potentially he could have. It's also a little screwed. You know, Deontay Johnson could have had a big week if they had played, but that's the nature of this year. The last game we'll cover, Bob Ballone taking down Nate, 196 to 129. A big statement game after a huge week of trades for Bob. Um, I mean, Tom Brady with five touchdown passes. Robert Tanyan with three touchdown scores. Kareem Hunt going out absolutely nuclear against a terrible Dallas defense. Wait, hold on. Holy shit. Okay. So wait, against Dallas, two touchdowns and 71 yards. Okay. Wait, wait. And he had Odell. Okay. I got to see this. Odell had 33 points against Dallas. Whoa. Five catches, 81 yards, two touchdowns, along with two runs for 73 yards, and a third touchdown on the ground. Okay, Baker must have had a huge fucking day. If I'm hearing those numbers correctly, and the Browns had over 500 yards of offense, what did Baker do? Oh, 165 and two. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. What's 165 divided by 530? Like one-third? He counted for one-third of their yards? Good for the first round pick. Good, good for the boy. Good for the boy. Anyways, I can't shit on the situation too hard. Just, just a really big statement game for Bob on Nate's side. Come on, you can't make up a deficit of seventy points. Um, you just can't. Uh, but Gurley and Evans, I mean, they're not really being efficient, but they're getting a lot of touchdowns. That's nice to see. But uh, you know, Keenan Allen actually is a quiet game. I, I didn't see what happened there. Oh yeah, Justin Herbert threw to all these fucking no names. That was weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, Zach Ertz, T.Y. Hilton, you, you have to have start having some questions about these assets, people. You got to wonder what's going on there. Anyways, you know, I could go a little light on my research and my preparedness for, for these matchups this week. We just, we just had the bombshell. We just had maybe the statement episode of this entire podcast venture. What a fucking get. Dean Blandino, everybody. That was fantastic. Let's get into the standings and let's get out of here. The standings. In first place, leading, 
<laughs> in first place, leading the good team division is Dave. He's in first place. He's at three and one, and he's got the most points scored in the league. In second place, <laughs> leading the bullshit division is Nick. He's at two and two, but he's got the second most points scored in the league, so let's not be too hard on that team. In third place is myself from the good team division. Yes, I am in third at three and one. I've got the fourth most points scored in the league. And in third place, also hailing from, or sorry, fourth place, also hailing from the good team division is Matt Horvodich. He's got the fifth most points score in the league. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, yeah, you guys think you're the good team. You have the good records, but you don't have the points. Well, hear me out here. I'll give you that, that I'm in, I'm in third with the fourth and Matt's in fourth with the fifth. But our last playoff spot, um, or sorry, in the fifth playoff spot is Billy who's got the third most points score in the league, but he's got three and a half more points than me and six and a half more than Matt. So, I mean, one flex spot away from us uh, from us being, you know, above him. So it's not, it's not like we're some fucking king pretenders over here. We're doing quite fine, thank you. And in sixth place is um, Bob at two and two from the good team division. And he has got the, what, seventh most points score in the league? Okay, so yeah. Four of the four of the six playoff spots go into the right division. Um, in seventh place is Drew at two and two. He's got the least points scored in the league. Um, he's right on the cusp of the playoffs, thanks to the bullshit division. Um, you know, he's got forty less points than um, than the la- the person who's last in the league. He's got uh, 70 less points than Bob, the last playoff spot in the league, but he's right there on the precipice, so you know, don't let that bother you. Uh, Devin is in eighth place at one and three. He's got the six most points score. No, he's got the seventh, six most points scored in the league. Sorry, I got to count on the fly here. Uh, from the bullshit division, of course. Eric from the bullshit division is in ninth place with the eighth most points score in the league. And Nate from the good team division is in 10th place with the ninth most points score in the league. All of those teams are at one and three. We have no loss, winless teams as of yet. Uh, Oh, and I forgot to mention, thanks to me for beating Bill. That now officially puts the good team division at 4-0 versus the bullshit division. And you can see that reflected in the wins column, of course. And without further ado, let's just get into the match of the week. We have a lot of good ones this week. I could basically pick almost all of them. I mean, Bob and I is interesting. You know, we're 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 definitely vying for. Um, we're we're not going to get a a buy out of this, but you know, one of us could be, you know, near the top of the playoffs, and one could be at the bottom depending on how this shakes out. And but I don't want to make it that because I've got so many fucking injuries and COVID situations. I think. I'm probably going to get smoked here. So I'll save myself the embarrassment. Um, Devin and Bill is a great one. These are two teams that thought they were all in this year, made all the moves, all all the smart guys. Oh, yeah, we're just going to get in that bullshit division. We're going to dominate. We're going to be, we're going to kill it, dude. We're going to London Bridge tag team, ask gang, double DP this thing, you know, whatever. It hasn't happened so far. But they are projected for the two highest scores uh, in the league this week. Well, up there, two of the three highest projections. So we'll see how this goes. Um, that'll be an interesting one to keep match on. But I don't know. I think I want to make the match of the week. Drew versus Nick. Just made a big trade together. 
they're the two, not expansion teams, we'll call them adoption teams. They adopted two orphans, okay? They, they did the right thing, they adopted these orphans, and they've made these teams their own. So, um, okay, so yeah, let's make them the match of the week and see how that goes. All right, well, hope you enjoyed this. Devin, I need a sponsor by next week, or you're not going to be on the podcast, and I, I will find another co-host. Okay. So hope you enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed our interview with our friend Dean Blandino. Thanks to him for stopping by. Maybe hope to hear from him again at some point this season. Um, I'm going to go paint a door. Bye-bye. <laughs>